Welcome to the PS Younger Self podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and before I dive into this week's episode, I really want to just take a moment and thank all of you who come in week after week to listen to PS Younger Self. Honestly, it really touches my heart to see people from all over the world, literally every single continent. I mean, except Antarctica, (laughs) but it really, I, um, sometimes it just leaves me speechless and really, really humbles me. It really touches my heart. And so thank you. If, you know, uh, a certain episode really resonates with you and you feel that there's someone else that can find, gain any value, please, please do share it. It really helps our podcast to grow. And um, thank you. And so if you have been listening to PS Younger Self for a little while now, you may have noticed that along with the incredible guests we have on the show, I have been sharing some of my personal learnings through my own healing and growth journey in hopes that there's something through my process that may resonate with you to help you through your own personal development journeys. So in today's episode, I want to expand on something I shared recently in my 2022 Year in Reflections episode. In that episode, I shared that one of the biggest lessons I learned last year was that I still had an old negative pattern that was creeping up and repeating in my relationship. And I shared the transformative ways I started to really break free from it. See, as a naturally more anxious person, I realized that honing this particular skill I'm about to get into would become instrumental in not only helping me quell my negative pattern that was linked to my abandonment wound, it would help me gain more inner peace within myself and contribute to my own well-being. So I want to share that with you. This is a skill I'm referring to, emotional self-regulation. Emotional self-regulation, as some of you may know, is the ability to manage and control our emotions, thoughts, behaviors, in response to different situations. And if you tend to get more anxious easily or have an anxious attachment style like me, you might relate to feeling at times so triggered that your emotions get the best of you. I mean, it sounds so simple, right? regulating our emotions. Uh, But again, for someone like me who may have anxious attachment styles or tend to get a bit more anxious, there are times when, when we are not in control, but we know we can be, where our emotions, again, get the best of us. So for me, I noticed in these situations, I would either react passive aggressively or put someone on the defense, which was more in my personal relationships rather than my in my professional dynamics. And as I became more self-aware of this, I did not like that behavior on my part. 
And I, you know, of course, wanted to be kind to myself about it, but really try to figure out a way I can practice and hone my emotional self-regulation skills so I can really start to show up as the best version of myself in every single one of my relationship dynamics. And before I share the steps I took and the the practice I started to really incorporate whenever I found myself being bothered or triggered. My emotional self-regulation is so important. So I want to just touch on that. It's really essential cornerstone to developing successful interpersonal relationships of all dynamics, right? And it and it helps us to make better sound decision-making choices in our lives. And it's an important aspect of our psychological well-being and our overall health. I mean, if, if I take a moment and realize that not feeling good about myself in those situations where I may have acted passive aggressively or put someone in the defense, before I was a bit kinder to myself, I would beat myself up for it, you know, and, and all those types of shame or negative self-talk really was not good for my, for my mental well-being. And so here are some reasons why developing emotional self-regulation can be so transformational for personal growth and development. One improve mental health. As I mentioned, by managing and regulating our emotions, it can really help us to reduce our stress and anxiety and lead to just overall life satisfaction. And two, establish better interpersonal relationships. As I mentioned, good emotional self-regulation skills can lead to better communication skills, stronger relationships with others. And for those who are able to manage our emotions effectively, are better able to just understand and empathize with others in different situations. And three, we can make better decision-making choices. As I alluded to earlier, when emotions are uncontrolled and they cloud our judgment, they often lead to impulsive or irrational decision-making. But by regulating our emotions, we can better able to make more informed, rational decisions that are not only just in our best interest, but also in the interest, best interest of the other person in the relationship. And you may have heard the saying, especially in the professional environment, don't make an, emo- an emotional decision. And for increased resilience. See, emotional regulation skills can also increase our resilience when dealing with stress and adversity. By managing and regulating our emotions, we can remain more calm and rational in challenging situations, which can just lead to more desired outcomes. So here are five steps I've learned and started to implement into my practice of self-regulating my emotions. One, I've learned to recognize when I'm being triggered. This was huge for me because the first step in managing our emotion really requires, number one, the self-awareness. This means paying attention to physical sensations, thoughts, and feelings in response to the different stimuli 
in that triggered state. Then when I'm triggered, I try to get to the root of the why to understand, is it linked to an old wound or limiting self-belief? And most of the times, as I alluded, I realized it was linked to an old abandonment wound. And three, I started to practice pausing and allowing myself to feel the emotions going through my body instead of immediately wanting to react and respond in that triggered state. And oh my God, the power of pausing before I react and respond is so powerful. And I think so underestimated when we just take a moment to pause, to collect our thoughts, to really process not only maybe what just happened, what the other person said, but how I'm feeling. How am I, how are the emotions going through my body? How is it affecting me mentally, physically? All of that can really be so powerful in helping me to, again, realize that I have a choice on how I want to respond. And so four, I've learned to practice positive self-talk and cognitive reappraisal, which means to reframe the story I tell myself so I don't feed my negativity bias. And oftentimes when I didn't pause, I immediately started to create these negative stories in my head that just spiraled out of control. When you get that moment to pause, you realize that you can start to spiral out of control with the negative talk, which may not be factual, and then choosing to, again, practice cognitive reappraisal, which is shown to be an effective way to manage negative emotions and stress. And it is widely used in various forms of therapy, such as cognitive behavioral therapy, which many of you may be familiar with, and it involves recognizing our negative thoughts, evaluating their accuracy, and then deliberately changing them to a more positive or neutral perspective. And by changing our thoughts, we can, we can really change our emotional responses to any challenging situations. And finally, five, I learned to self-soothe, such as engaging in something that immediately brings me joy or puts me at ease. For example, I know immediately the few, probably two or three people I can call that will immediately put me at ease because I know I have a choice now in how I respond and manage my triggered state. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that emotional self-regulation can be a lot harder for some than others for various reasons, from childhood trauma to neurological factors such as anxiety disorders, to chronic stress and the lack of self-awareness, to even unhealthy coping strategies. It certainly wasn't easy for me, especially as a more anxious person. And as I mentioned, I had this repeating pattern. And and, and emotional self-regulation certainly is a very complex process that can be influenced by so many different factors. But it is important to note that emotional self-regulation skill is a learned skill and can be honed over time with practice and conscious effort. That's really the key, conscious effort, right? 
my journey and work becoming more acutely self-aware was essential first to allow me to even get to this stage to want to be curious and to be able to understand the need to acquire these skills and new tools to grow in this area. So P.S., younger self, learn to master emotional self-regulation to gain inner peace and foster healthier and successful interpersonal relationships. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of P.S. Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.